broadcasting live from the SHRM 2021 conference at the Las Vegas Convention Center, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in workplace behavioral health, crisis, and security solutions. Now, here's your host. Hey, everyone. Jamie Gassman here, your host of Workplace MVP, and I am broadcasting from the SHRM 2021 conference here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And with me today is Michelle Rains from DeKalb County, Georgia Board of Health. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about your career journey and a little bit about what you do at the Board of Health. Okay. So I began my career in HR back in 93. I used to work for Marriott uh, International for actual hotel, which... If you can learn HR there, you can learn it anywhere. I bet. I can only imagine. Turnover is just off the chart. We literally had new employee orientation every week. Wow. Um, So I developed HR skills, training skills, and then I advanced. And there was a position, one of my coworkers, her daughter worked for the state of Georgia. And she told me about a training position. And I applied and interviewed and I got that position. Um, So I was a trainer for about seven years for, um, used to be called Department of Human Resources for the state. Um, Then they did, our director retired and they did some, they called it uh, reorganizing. It was more like a hostile takeover. So then they merged (laughs) training and HR together. So then I got back into HR. Um, At the time they made all trainers travel. I had a small um, two-year-old daughter, so traveling all the time wasn't going to work. So they said, well, the only job we have is class and compensation. I said, well, sign me up. So I did that uh, for about a year. Then I moved on to another state position where I did more like consulting, workforce planning, succession planning. I would sit with different agencies, and I was their consultant to work on their uh, plan for their agency that was required Every year that they had to turn in a plan, workforce development plan and succession plan to the state. So I helped them do that. Then we moved into, uh, it was it's called e-performance, the performance management system that became um, electronic. Mm-hmm. And so I was on the original charter team for that. Wow. So I got some good training with that. And then we went out throughout all the state of Georgia and trained everyone on how to use the new tool and how it worked. And so I got recognized and someone recruited me from another state agency to be their HR generalist. So I did that. Then the crash of 2009 happened. Yeah, <laughs> we remember that. <laughs> so I was laid off. Um, so you can't get laid off in state employment, believe it or not. Oh, so I was laid off. So I was out for about a year, year and a half and interviewed because I wanted to come back with the state. I had reached my 10 years as wouldn't you vest with Georgia. And then I came back in. Uh, And the job posting looked just like my resume, so I applied, and sure enough, I got it within like a week or two. And I came back as an HR manager, um, did that for about five years, then transferred again to be a deputy director. Did that for three years, and then DeKalb had a position for director, so I applied for that, and I got that. Now, I've been there since 2018. Fantastic. So So you've really got kind of a well-rounded resume. I I can imagine that is really helpful as you're navigating, you know, potentially different challenges and things of that nature. So it's interesting, you know, going from like the hospitality industry and rolling into kind of a government agency. 
Are there differences Ooh, in that? Absolutely. So tell, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, like if there was a, you know, if there was somebody listening to the show and they're looking at like switching industries, you know, talk a little bit about what were some of the changes or things you had to learn when you switched over to that, uh, well, to the, the government sector. Coming from uh, private sector, of course, is different going into government sector, but we worked in hospitality, which is a lower paying industry. So they did a lot for their employees. Like we got to spend $25,000 on the Christmas party. And we had one every year. We had, you know, full bar, full food. And I mean, nice, like yeah. stuff people pay yeah. the hotel for. But we have, you know, we have access mm -hmm. to the ballrooms, to the staff, to the food. So that kind of stuff. Um, you know, being able to have the money to reward employees. We cannot use government funds yeah. for anything like that because right. it's... Taxpayer. A conflict of interest, taxpayer yep. money. So that is a challenge because you do want, you know, state government workers work hard mm -hmm. and there's limited things that you can do to really reward um, staff. Of course, sure. you know, the state, again, limited funds, limited budgets. Mm -hmm. uh, we go for, there was a period of time we went almost, I think, eight years with no raises because it wasn't in the sure. state budget. So that's a big difference. And again, Recruiting and retaining that top talent, um, mm -hmm. you know, because we are competing with people who have money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and that's got to be challenging. I mean, I think some other businesses that maybe are private but are smaller might mm -hmm. probably exhibit or experience some of some those more. same restrictions. Yeah. So how do you kind of engage those employees to a point where they... Like, what are some of the benefits that they would be able to get, you know, or how do you navigate that, I guess, to create that well, culture that they want to stay? Now we have, well, the, we've, they've always had the 12 paid holidays, so we get holidays that other people don't get. Um, the benefit package, when I first started with the state back in 99, was more competitive than it is now. Um, now it is a little bit more expensive. We have telework. Um, we're putting together now strategies that we can advance people because sure. career growth, salary, um, those are the number one reasons why people leave. And also a sense of purpose. So working with Board of Health, especially during a pandemic, a lot of people don't come for the money. They come for the purpose and giving back to the community. And that, that's how we engage um, them. We try to reward like as we can. Um, and it's not always money. Sometimes it's an event. Sometimes it's... We do staff appreciation every year. Um, you know, we might have a luncheon, get a speaker, you know, because we can pay for training. Yeah. Um, we just have to stay within the, the bounds of the yeah. rules. Um, we have a lot of longtime employees. Of course, the retirement. We still have a pension plan, so that's a big draw. Yes, that's not very um, common. Right, it's not common. Yeah. Um, people have to actually save their own money, which... You know, a lot of people don't do. So that is, that. that's a draw. Um, and again, we try to create an environment that people want to work. We try to be flexible. We try to, you know, have work-life balance if people are in school. We try to do individual things, case by cases, to where, you know, the flexibility allows. You right. know, because sometimes with that higher pay, when I worked at Marriott, all managers were required to work 50 hours a week. Yeah. Right, you're gonna get a higher salary, but, but you, you're gonna you're put work in the for time that, that like, <laughs> yes. yeah. So that's fascinating. So um, you you kind of have to get creative, yes. and you almost kind of have to look a little bit out of the box in terms of well, let's go, you know this could be a training, and they're gonna learn something from it. Um, you know that's very interesting. So you know, in talking the pandemic and looking at over the last year, 
you know, what have been some of the challenges that you've had? Because obviously as a frontline essential mm-hmm. worker, you know, working in Board of Health, you, you had to be on. I mean, they're yes. leaning on you. Yes. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your you know, some of the challenges you had over that last year. Well, the first one was with, of course, child care, because that just kind of hit, and schools mm-hmm. just dropped out. And we actually had to do a survey with all managers to survey all their employees to ask, okay, who has child care issues? Who cannot get child care for their children? And we worked with those employees. So we had some employees that could telework, and they did. Um, some who, for a period of time, we just had to, they could not work. Um, and then the rest of us, we just kind of picked up the slack for, you know, yeah. those, so that business kept moving. Um, then you, we had, of course, the medically fragile, so those people were due to their underlying health conditions, who it was a danger for them to come to work, so we had that that group of people. Um, and then of course, immediately the, they passed the FFCRA and, you know, so, but we had to manage all of those things, all the different pockets and pots and make sure people knew how to apply, what they needed to present to us. We had to track them while they were out. Um, you know, we had some that had leave, some that didn't, um, some that were hourly staff that typically don't get leave or anything like that so we had a lot of that going on i have a staff of five people including myself wow (laughs) so we just made it happen and then in between you still had your regular normal hr things to do yeah (laughs) wow yeah employee relations didn't get any better during that time so and in terms of like your team now looking at it a year later Mm -hmm. you know obviously we have some of the same challenges we've had over this last year you know, how have you sustained kind of that supportive culture, you know, taking care of them? How do they keep going, basically? So in HR, what we did was we allowed, when everything first broke out, we got to telework three days and come in the office too. So we had staggered schedules so that, you know, it's HR. So people will wander up to the floor and they want to see somebody physically there. So we made sure we had coverage and we worked with each other. So if, you know, you had an issue and you needed to switch. You know, we were flexible with one another so that we can continue to work from home three days. Um, That's how we started. Now we have two days, so it's the same thing. And we get, you know, two days a week with a small staff, but we make it happen. If, you know, we had a recently an employee whose son was going to college. So, you know, she she asked her coworker, can you switch with me? Because, you know... (laughs) Yeah. You know, we, we want to keep that privilege to where we're not coming back five days a week. But also it helps from a safety standpoint. It helps, you know, people feel more secure because they're not exposed to people. You know, now we have a vac- you know, a vaccine that's available. Back then we didn't have that. Right. So yeah. it made people feel more comfortable because we went to a staggered s- staff across the whole yeah. agency. Interesting. So like, you know, half the staff on, half yeah. the staff off. More like a third. A third. Okay, yeah, because we had those teleworking, those yeah. medically fragile. We made sure everybody had access to laptops, VPN. There was a lot of, you know, technology that, you know, I always had a laptop, but certain departments didn't have one. So we s- switched from desktops to laptops. So now probably 95% of the agency has laptops and those that don't are because you know it's a stationary desk that you know it's a different type it's a different type of work so so looking at it now it's been a year and obviously back in the early kind of time frame last year you went to 
everybody kind of went remote, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. How is the staff now? Are they fully back into the office? Is it more of a hybrid situation? <clears throat> is it more of a case-by-case? Well, let's let, just say we've gone fully back <laughs> multiple times. So the okay. first bringing back to people to work was in June. And then we had, you know, because of summer. So some people with child care issues didn't have that issue because of summertime. So those people came back. Um, then, of course, it hit again in August in Georgia. That's when school starts. So um, certain people had to go back out or work remotely because of that. Um, then in December, we sent out notification for, you know, a hard return when school started back in January. And we still had some that, you know, we did it case by case, but the majority came back um, and again, we take it as it comes in. Some people have developed, you know, people test positive, then there's a whole quarantine process and, yeah. you know, all of that. Um, and we just manage it as it comes. So pretty, I'd say right now we probably have 80% of the staff back. Um, there are still some that are still medically fragile who they telework 100%. Um, some have a hybrid method. Um, you know, in clinical operations, of course, it's difficult to see a nurse and the nurse is at home. So, right. you know, they have to be on site. Um, we're still doing testing. We're still doing vaccination sites. We still have all of those things. So, Wow. Your hands full, I'm guessing. Yes. A bit. And, <laughs> and managing all those different, you know, employee requirements right. or needs, really. Mm-hmm. And, and balancing it in a way where they feel comfortable and safe, I'm sure, is right. just kind of like a main priority. Right. So interesting. So if anybody um, listening wanted to get a hold of you, kind of just a touch base, networker, or any okay. of those different things, what would, how could they do that? Uh, email me. My uh, work email is Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, dot Rains, R-A-I-N-E-S, at D-P-H, D as in dog, P as in Peter, H as in hello, dot G-A dot gov. Wonderful. And thank you for all of the work that your, the Board of Health has done and for you and supporting those employees so that they were able to help out your county. Um, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for um, And if you are in the Sherm uh, area listening in on our show, um, definitely stop by our booth. Uh, we are in our three continuums booth. Uh, the Workplace MVP podcast is broadcasting from the uh, Sherm conference in booth 4076. Um Thank you again, and it's a wrap.